Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA. Get a quote today. Please stand clear of the doors. Hey, Noah, Samara, Cedil, Monorail, et Pius, Viewer, La Chapelle de Sally. Oh, parlez-vous français? Que se passe-t-il? Maintenant, vous parlez français. Maintenant, je parle français. Comment est-ce que possible? Céline Dion, le magie Disney. Que passe burrito? Dos de leche? Si, c'est de la magie Disney, nous allons la français. How did we just, did we, are we talking French right now? What happened? Welcome to episode 169 of the Diz His Podcast. I'm Joe. I'm Jen. I'm Chris. Today we'll be giving the his, and I'm not going to say it, because I'm just going to say the Disneyland Paris Castle. You, Chris, you forgot already me. dropped. You already <laughs> forgot. No, Let's we're going to say, no, no, we say Nick after this part. This is how we's always, right. we always, we can keep it in right now. And we have Nick from Sandpiper Vacations with us. How are you doing today, Nick? Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited to join you guys. Yes, but usually after we say our little bit at the beginning, then I, uh, you know, announce the the guest host, right? Alex, oh. his family's in some type of crisis right now where his uh, his son is sick, so he had to run out of here. So I had to jump on over to the studio. And uh, today we're, we're going to be giving the history on the Disneyland Paris Castle, which has a name. Chris, you want to go ahead and say it? Sure, it is the uh, Le Chatu de la Belle uh, Boys Dormant. It's like the boys what? D- dorm? <laughs> what, yeah, what, what's yeah. going on there? But yeah, it's the uh, Disneyland Paris Castle. It is Le Chateau de la Belle à Bois Dormant. Oh, well, that, that uh, sounds a little more accurate. But the good news is that Neil sent us a bunch of really cool stuff in front of the castle. I'm going to be sharing some video here with our Patreon members. He has video in front of the castle. Then he also kind of has his experience with the castle. Uh, For you who don't know, Neil's from the segment um, Neil's Wants to Know. He's a Disneyland Parents influencer. And so he goes to all the special events over in Disneyland Paris. He has met – he has pictures with uh, uh, Josh Damar. How do you say his name? Damar, right? Yeah. Josh tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying so he has like pictures. He's met him and he goes to all the cool events over in Disneyland Paris. Um so if you don't he's capturing Disney parts. You you guys have heard us mention us in the show many of times. So go check him out on social media. He's always posting pictures and he's posting all really cool news. We're gonna be hearing from him a bunch this episode. Um, um I, I actually was not when I was at the parks last I ran into Josh the yesterday. <laughs> okay, Chris, that's good. That's that was what a dad that was joke. Right. How was he? He was okay. He's just okay? Yeah. Okay. So right now we are recording live for our group troop members. If you want to watch us live once a week, please, all you got to do is go to dizhis.com. On the very top, you can see the link for the group troop for as low as $2 a month. You're able to kind of watch us live, um, participate in our Discord chat. We also have game nights that we're going to be doing here once every couple of weeks. We just had one this past week and it was a lot of fun. We did like a family feud type um uh game that ryan one of our uh the original ryan because we have a couple of ryans in our chat he kind of hosted for us we did like a family feud we had a lot of fun nick man you missed out man you would love that i, I think i think you and sean would have loved our family feud thing that we game that that we did on uh this past weekend 
we'll get it on next time. It's been a very busy couple of weeks here. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. We're going to be doing it once every couple of weeks. Uh, Ryan has a whole bunch of games planned. Uh, it was a lot of fun, though. So, yeah, if you want to get on that, all you got to do is go to Dizzy's.com and, um, you know, uh, join our Patreon. Being our Patreon, Ryan just said, I'm dumb Ryan now. New Ryan is way smarter. So Ryan's like Hulk and, and New Ryan's smart Hulk. <laughs> it's the two, it's the, two uh, the two different Hulks. <laughs> so today, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about the castle have has anyone here chris have you been to paris i don't think anyone here has been to paris right maybe no, no. i've been to paris at epcot oh yeah man same thing that's, no, almost <laughs> it's almost the same thing i, mean, I know it, someone that's been to paris oh really who my sister she went oh, so by, she? I, I, i've been there by association well don't it's on you, my list can't you get her like here right now is she she live like right next to you oh uh, they left me in the, they're in the dominican republic so they left me home can't you have her come home we're not talking right now because of that why are they there mm-hmm. and you're not there I have to watch the dogs, man. Is Emily? Did Emily go with him? No, I declined. I didn't want to spend the money. <laughs> I'm just joking. That would have been kind of fun. You just want you didn't want to go on the plane. No, I gotta come down and see you guys. I can't I can't be spending my money going all over the world. That's true. That's true. That's true. Let's get to the his on Le Chateau de la Belle ou Fosse Dormant. Perfect. Nailed it. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Le Chateau de la Belle ou Bois Dormant is a castle that resides in Disneyland Paris. The name translates to the Castle of the Beauty Sleeping in the Wood, and it stands almost three times taller than Sleeping Beauty's castle in Disneyland, California. Disneyland Paris Castle debuted in 1992 with the opening of the then-called Euro Disney. This castle has been described as the most stunning of all the Disney Park castles. Hello, American Disney friends. This is Niels from Capturing Disney Parks for the This Is. I'm pretty excited that you are going to talk about uh, Sleeping Beauty Castle at my home park, Disneyland Paris, or better, Le Chateau de la Belle au Bois Dormant. Yes, that was my best French. So I'm sure you guys have found a lot of facts to talk about uh, in this episode, but let me first share my opinion about the castle and share some favorite facts. I'm actually recording this uh, in front of the castle, so the music you hear playing uh, is uh, what you can actually hear here in the park, in the castle area. Um, the castle just turned 30 years old, just like uh, the Disneyland Park at Paris, uh, but she's shining like new. Um, last December she came out of a year-long uh, renovation uh, to be ready for the 30th anniversary uh, celebrations. And I really fell in love with this castle from the very first time. And um, yeah, I truly think she's the most charming castle of all Disney parks worldwide. The Imagineering team uh, did a fabulous uh, job to deliver a magical castle full of nice details that, um, well, Europeans could admire and especially the French. Um, There are tons of beautiful historical castles uh, around the corner, so this one had to be extra good, extra detailed. Um, And some of my favorite details uh, are the many towers in different sizes. The golden towers that contain snails as, um, well, a reference to the French kitchen. The square trees on the left side where the castle um, beautifully uh, integrates with some nice rock rock work. Um, The dragon in the basement, which is huge. Um, 
There's also a couple of beautiful stained uh, glass windows in the upper section of the castle. The balcony is really nice to watch over a part of Fantasyland and well, the small but cozy Christmas shop inside is also a highlight uh, for me. It's a year-round uh, Christmas shop. To compare it with the Cinderella Castle at Walt Disney World, that one is definitely bigger and really impressive, but less charming and a bit less detailed in my opinion. And well, I love that you can dine in the Magic Kingdom Castle. That's something we cannot do here. We have a, 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 a dining right behind the castle, so that's also uh, nice, but it's not from the upper floor that you can look into the park. Some Europeans call the uh, Magic Kingdom castle uh, a Playmobil or Lego castle, by the way, because it's a bit bulky, um, especially compared to the one we have here in Paris. But uh, still, uh, I think all Disney uh, parks have a beautiful castle. Really wondering what you think of the uh, Parisian beauty. So um, let's hear your thoughts. Bye bye. So I think Niels does a really good job of being honest with like his, you know, um, critiques and his opinions on things. I think that if this castle, if you really thought this castle did not hold up to the other castles, I think he would straight up say it, right? Because there's many times where he said, "Oh, I love this at your parks better than 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 here at my park, right? At his home park." And we've talked about before at Disneyland Paris, like everything at Disneyland Paris, there is just so much more detailed. Right. Mm-hmm. And they really pay attention to these small details on the attractions and the queues and stuff like that. And they do here also. But I guess Disneyland Paris is like a whole nother level. And he kind of mentioned that. So one of the things that he mentioned um, that is my favorite part about this castle is the square trees. Yes. Because the way they cut them to just make it look like it's something out of a movie or out of a storybook, I just think is so cool to see something uh, that like that in real life. It's just I, I really hope that I could see this castle in real life someday because. It looks like um, something that would really be looking like it was out of a, a fantasy book. I just kind of want to run down. There's like a little hill with the shrubbery on it and just kind of run mm-hmm. down it and sing like Sound of Music or something fun. But <laughs> it's it's really gorgeous looking in photos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the, the dragon underneath the castle is a uh, really cool touch, too. Is that in a queue for a ride or is that a tour? or What is that, like a walkthrough? I'm pretty sure it's just like... A walkthrough. Okay. I, I'm it's pretty really sure. really creepy looking. Yeah. 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 And I think we're going to get more to in history. Um, you know, Alex, he's usually the one that kind of does this, the history part. So, but I think we get into it a little bit. I think it's just a walkthrough, but I've seen like video of it before and I've seen pictures and it's pretty amazing, the, the dragon. Yeah. In 1955, Walt Disney opened his dream park, Disneyland, and at the center was a castle that captured the imagination of children and adults. Walt Disney wanted a grand spectacle of a building and had its team use the real-life castle Nischfenstein in Bavaria, Germany as a reference. Walt and his Imagineers used forced perspective to make this castle appear taller than its actual height of 77 feet, or 23 meters. If Walt was alive to see the opening of Euro Disney, he would have witnessed the completion of a castle that would have made him proud. La Chateau de la Belle au Bois Dormant, or the Castle of Beauty Sleeping in the Wood, stands more than two times taller than its American counterpart, reaching the height of 167 feet or 50.9 meters. Imagineer legend Tony Baxter oversaw the design of Euro Disney, and he and the other Imagineers were not sure they even wanted to put a castle as a focal point of the park. They brainstormed a castle stand-in, like seen at Discoveryland, but decided to move forward with a castle. Imagineers didn't want to recreate a castle that resided in Europe, and even threw around the idea of creating a hyper-futuristic-like structure that resembled a castle. That would have flopped terribly. It just would not have aged well like a a castle of the future that would be really really strange looking why why would that be strange why do you think that would be strange 
because it's like so when I look at the castles, it has to represent the whole park, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And when the, you're looking at Cinderella's castle, so you can do any of these castles, it just represents like magic. But if you saw a futuristic castle, first of all, it's, it's only going to be futuristic for so long, which I think right. Jen, it's gonna is what Jen was updated, trying to say. Perpetually updated. Yeah. And then you see a futuristic castle, then you have to have like a Jetsons themed park instead of Disney. Well, I mean, they didn't, they didn't update the future part of uh, Carousel of Progress. Yeah, it was horrible. I know. <laughs> that's true. That's a true statement. But uh, I. But yeah, you're right. I hear what you're saying for sure. It, it would need to be constantly updated, right, for it to kind of have that futuristic feel. Uh, but what do you think, Nick, of the castle? I mean, in photos, it looks really beautiful. The color pink is just very vibrant in it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it just it's almost too much pink to me. No, maybe. I don't know. I guess it's, I mean, I guess it's kind of, go ahead, Jen. When you're used to Disney World's castle, right? That's the one that that's, you know, the one that you're the most familiar with or the one that you're used Mm -hmm. to see. And then you turn and you, you are now at Disneyland and you make that turn and you go down, you look down main street, all of a sudden, the first thing you notice is that the castle is just so much smaller or you, it's almost, you know, blends in with the rest of the buildings. I think it's going to be the opposite with this where you're gonna look down at main street you're gonna or you're gonna see that castle from a distance and it's just gonna be massive as opposed to what you're used to at magic kingdom over here you know what i mean yeah they're saying it's so much bigger and it looks so much bigger in pictures it just looks kind of more narrow i guess compared to like cinderella's castle how do you guys feel about the the restaurant being there's no restaurant inside the castle and it's on instead it's like not attached to the castle it's not a deal breaker for me. Yeah, no, because there's not a restaurant in the castle in. Um, yeah, know, that's what I like about yeah Disneyland is like you can actually walk through the castle. It's like Disney World. All you can do is walk through that little walkway in the middle. Right. It's like kind of a letdown. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like that you can go in there and there's a little something, a little story kind of behind it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only thing I could think of was when uh, Niels was describing in the first um, paragraph. Uh, first paragraph or introductory to the history. Um, he said that it was under refurbishment for you know the last year, getting ready for the 30th. And just him saying that, just uh, it's just because of what happened in the news with Disney this week, is Paris did a really good job for the 30th anniversary. 30, you know, 30 is just a, you know, uh, it's a, a square number, not a square number, but you know, it's a, it's a number that you could, I guess, market 30. Mm-hmm. 50 is huge, right? Yeah. And they, and, and, and Disney World, um, literally just put uh what walt disney in the beginning of their fireworks show for the 50th anniversary that's that they've been celebrating for six months now but it, it just seems that the people in that are running the park in paris or you know i think it's the same people it's not like um uh the one over in um shanghai shanghai um it just seems like they care so much more about um their celebrations and the significance of everything like mm-hmm. as we go on to the history of this castle you, like like you said the attention to detail and everything like it just seems like they care so much more about the little things yeah and if you check out Niels's like social media account right mm-hmm. you can see that in the pictures that he posts that they yeah. care so much more about the people there's a lot like more desserts and different types of things that they um you know create for their celebrations yeah, it seems like a more intimate experience uh, being in Paris, the D- the Disneyland Paris Park than um, I don't know. It kind of seems commercialized here. In no Florida. way, I don't believe it. <laughs> <Compared> <laughs> not in America. Not in America. 
The Imagineers that focused on the castle concept were led by Tom Morris, who was handpicked by Tony Baxter to work on Euro Disney. Morris knew what Baxter wanted and used inspirations from Monse Michel, a medieval monastery in France. He stated the monastery structure becomes more interesting the longer you look at it. Imagineers also used illustrations from the book of L'Etat Rechaillon du Duc de Berry for inspiration. Another inspiration that Imagineers drew from was Aurora's Castle in the 1959 film Sleeping Beauty. Along with the surrounding square trees and Green Hill, the castle resides on top of. Tom Morris and his team shaped the castle after the previously mentioned monastery, but used Chateau des Arredoux to inspire the towers. The large stained glass windows were inspired by Chateau de Chamont, with the inside pillars inspired by Église Sous Sevra pillars. Construction for the castle began on August 3, 1988, with the international team working around the clock for its grand opening, along with the park on August 2, 1991. The outside of the castle was painted pink with blue spires and golden turrets. These colors may remind you of Aurora's dress, but the pink also helps the castle pop against the often gray sky of Mont Lavelli. At night, the castle becomes the canvas of the night show, Disney Illuminations. Lasers project onto the castle as fireworks go off overhead, much like its other castle counterparts. Well, that answers your question about the pink then. There's yeah. a reason. Um, now, I've never really made the like the visual comparison, but as soon as um, Alex said it, I can see that with uh, Monsieur Michel, how it's almost big. If you're familiar with that, it's very much kind of, um, you know, up elevated and separated. And the, the, this castle definitely has that vibe. So I see that inspiration in it. Also, side note, I'm very impressed with Alex's French. That's what I was about yes. to say, right? Like, he's rocking I, these, like, I know. these sayings. We finally found a language that he can pronounce. <laughs> or maybe like, it's because we don't know the pronunciation. It just sounds good. You know? <laughs> so, he does a good job at making it sound good. Yeah. Like, that could, that could really be impressed. <laughs> maybe it's not him. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was delivered by a French doctor, and I think that rubbed <laughs> off on him. <laughs> I think, I think he, he's French by association. Like I've been there. By no, I think he has he's he has French some. Fr- I think he has some like French in him. Maybe so. Maybe I, he, I, I believe it. But he's not here, so we can't kind of figure I out. Know, we can't talk to him. Maybe when he's editing this episode or listening to it, he can kind of come back in and like edit himself, kind of explaining how he did so well. <laughs> I can just imagine him sitting there and kind of putting it in like Google. And then playing it over and that's what I would do, <laughs> yeah, right? I know, playing right? it over and over again until I actually like, you know, say it correctly. That's really why he's not here. He's sleep deprived from from trying to learn how to say all these words correctly. Okay, so I had to do a response since you guys asked for it. First off, Chris was close. Um, it was my grandfather who was his doctor's name was Legia, and his middle name was given to him because of his doctor's name. Then I was given my grandfather's middle name, which is Legia. So there's the French connection right there. No, I don't have any French. I did Ancestry DNA and no French. But I did talk to my friend Joey who took French in high school, and he told me how to say the castle's name. And then, like Joe said, I went into Google. But I didn't go to Google. I have a website I use called Forvo.com, and you type in words, and it'll have people of that culture say the words. So I did what Joe did. I listened. I repeated. I listened. I repeated. And that's how I did it so well, I guess. Um, so judging by the, all of the words that I could not pronounce that Alex could, they took inspiration from a lot of, uh, different French buildings, which is really cool that, uh, they kind of created their own castle and, you know, threw in these little inspirations in every piece of the castle, which was just so cool. I think kind of like looking closer at the castle though, it just makes me wonder, like, 
if this was a royal castle looking at what's the floor plan because it's like <laughs> a tiny little room up here you have to climb 50 flights of stairs like i'm very confused on it i still sleep there though me too 100 <laughs> the dragon if they let me let's see let's see let's look so yeah imagine trying because of course you know if you're a family your child is going to want that top room so can you imagine the arguing that you would have with your children about just something simple like putting their clothes away (laughs) no go put your clothes away no i mean flights of stairs later right (laughs) or you get halfway down and realize that you forgot (laughs) something like you do that with one flight of stairs i can't imagine 50 well like now this. with the new technology you can go ahead and get slides you can put like little snap-in slides you can just slide down and you have to walk back up <laughs> Imagine. down is the easy part it's up. yeah yeah i also really don't see a defined master you know bedroom kind of sweet so yeah it's gonna be a no for me <laughs> while you walk up to the castle you will notice amazing stained glass windows one that sits above the brick archway and the other that is at the very top tower Once you go inside the castle to the second story, you will see the real amazing artwork designed by Paul Chapman. He designed the stained glass windows that show the story of Sleeping Beauty. Chapman was a former stained glass artisan to the Queen of England, and even participated in restoring the stained glass windows of Notre Dame. Also inside the castles are nine tapestries made of wool and silk threads that were crafted by craftsmen from Aubesseau in the Creuse region of France. In front of each stained glass piece and tapestries are hand-painted books that sit on a podium. Each one is painted in the manner of the medieval illuminations, telling the story of the stained glass window or tapestry it sits in front of. Guarding all of these amazing handcrafted artifacts are two guards donning full-body armor suits. If you get close enough to them, you can sometimes hear them snoring as they sleep on the job. As much as the inside of the castle may amaze you, the real wonder is what resides underneath. Below the castle is a dungeon you may enter, and inside you will find an audio-animatronic dragon that measures 89 feet or 27 meters from head to tail. Inside the dimly lit cavern, you can look upon the sleeping dragon, which will occasionally wake up and puff some smoke with a growl. Back on the ground floor of the castle are two shops that reside inside the castle, La Boutique de Chateau, which sells Christmas ornaments year-round, and Merlin Le Chatier, a shop that specializes in glass figures. Seems so wow. fancy, right? <laughs> yeah, but there is the detail. Again, you know, when you get close enough to the guards, you know, you can hear one lately snoring. That's really cool. Yeah, which is also cool because Disney knows how to make things that could be intimidating to kids still charming. Because, of you know, someone in full armor might be a little scary, but then it, they, you know, they give that little cute factor by making them sleep. Yeah. Now, are you guys into the all year long Christmas stores? Because I can't stand those things. Why, man? <laughs> I don't know. Listen, I love Christmas, but I don't like Christmas in like April. Every time I go to Disney, no matter the time of year, we have to go to that Christmas store. Really? Yeah. How do you, you feel about that, Chris? You're just totally a like, person now. I feel have, like I hate Christmas. I, I mean, we have a Christmas tree in our room. That's, right that now. is true. <laughs> yeah, I, should, I shouldn't have asked that question, staring at the Christmas tree in your background. So he's like Nick. I, I, I to- I'm sorry, like, Nick. I totally hate something that you like. Okay, that's pretty much what he said. <laughs> it's probably just because I can't afford anything in the store. We have we have seven Christmas trees at Christmas time. Oh, oh really? Oh my gosh! At, at least. Do I you have now. at least? Do you have like a um? So one of my principals. They she used to have like her they I guess her mom's house. They used to set up her house with a whole like every room was like decorated, uh some type of theme of Christmas, right? And they had all these trees too. Do you do something like that too? Where yeah. do you just have seven yeah, trees? Every room or... has like their own little theme. We have like 
uh, full Disney one and then like a Disney trip one that we've taken from the cruise line. And, That's super yeah. awesome. You got to take pictures for, and uh, share it with us this year. Yeah. One for Piper's room. Cool. That's oh, awesome. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I like Christmas. I mean, I like those stores, you know, Chris. I don't know why you're hating on it. I don't know. Just, uh, you know, if they had a Halloween store all year long, I'd be into that. I don't know. Just Christmas. Yeah, that'd be a good one. The one at Disney World, though, in the back, don't they have Halloween stuff? Because I feel like they do. Couldn't tell you. Usually, <laughs> usually it's just Nightmare Before Christmas. Ah, uh, uh, that's the tie. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I mean, they serve their purpose when you're on vacation and you want to run in and get a Christmas ornament. They have, you know quite the selection for you to choose from yeah and and, you know if really think about it like whenever we go somewhere for example if we're at old key west and even if if it's not christmas time we'll go ahead and buy a christmas ornament at some some of the places that we stay at at disney so then we can go ahead and add it to our tree and that's like one of my favorite parts of decorating the tree at christmas time chris so don't get angry okay is that (laughs) when we're opening up all those all all those ornaments you're like oh remember that one time we stayed at Key West, or remember that one time we stayed at Animal Kingdom Lodge, or remember that one time we were on the Disney Wish. We, we always try to get Christmas ornaments anywhere that we go that's Disney. That is cool. You sure? It's a nice little tradition. Sure? I, I respect okay. it. I respect it. It's a nice, expensive tradition. It is. I, I yes. don't want to know how much our tree is worth right now. <laughs> Chris probably tell you. He probably has like a little app that you can take a picture of it and tell you how much <laughs> everything six is. six minutes. This castle has received many overlays throughout its years. The first was for the park's anniversary in 1993, with the castle being overlaid to look like a cake with strawberries, icing, and candles. It was removed once the celebration ended, and the concept was then copied by Walt Disney World's Cinderella Castle for the 25th anniversary of the resort in 1996. In 1997, for the fifth year anniversary, the castle was covered with carnival masks, jester hats, frills, and bells to promote the animated film The Hunchback of Notre Dame. This overlay lasted until the beginning of 1998. In 2002, for the 10th year anniversary, the castle was fitted with a golden scroll that displayed a large 10, which lasted for only a year. In 2007, to celebrate the park's 15th year, it displayed golden Disney characters on the turrets and spires, each holding a candle with Tinkerbell resting on the highest spire. Each night during the candlebration ceremony, the candles are illuminated. There was also a huge plaque with a large 15 that hung in front of the castle. This overlay lasted until March 7, 2009, and by April 4th, a new Mickey's Magical Party theme was applied. The plaque with a large 15 was changed to Mickey and Friends, and the spires changed from Disney characters to circle ribbons in groups of three. In 2011, the castle got a refurbishment, which included fitting it with multicolor LED lighting and being repainted with a new color scheme. The castle was repainted a brighter pink with the stone walls painted darker, each brick varying in color. The roof was painted a deeper cobalt blue, and the spires were repainted with a brighter gold. The upper windows of the castle were replaced with doors that opened to reveal an LED lighted star. I feel like this castle's had more overlays than the rest of them. Am I wrong? Yeah. I, yeah. Um, it, it's quite the quite the list here. Well, and, that, you know, we were praising that fifth the anniversary. Song. Look at the fifth anniversary one. It is I'm not, not good. Did well, like, that's what I was just going to say that is they even they make mistakes. I don't know anybody who when you ask them what their favorite Disney movie is, uh, they reply the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, my. But we talked about how, you know, I guess Disneyland Paris does their celebrations a little differently than we do here, right? So They do, um, and they actually do a really big gay pride celebration. Um, they're the only park, I think, in the world that's doing one and has a full-on parade and everything, and all their crew or the really? cast members come out. Um, that's so pretty awesome. They just had that a couple of months ago, too. 
Oh, yikes. The fifth anniversary castle. My goodness yeah. gracious. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I keep staring at it getting worse. I keep finding more <laughs> pictures of it. It's just worse every angle you look at it. Well, it was Why do they need to put faces on the jester hats? Well, guys, hold on one second. This is the fifth anniversary, right? They yeah. say fifth? The fifth anniversary. How long ago was that? Things were different. That was wasn't that long what, ago. Late 90s, it said. Late 90s. Things are a little different in the late 90s. I mean, if you... I didn't look like that in the late 90s. <laughs> I said, did we dress like that? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, you always see pictures of like, people dressing, dressed like back like a long like, time ago. Like, so, 1996. Yeah, man. That's from Dumb and Dumber. You can have the Jim Carrey haircut, right? Like from Dumb and Dumber. I mean, it's, it, things, things were different. Yeah. It was a different time, right? So maybe it was cool back then. Who knows? You think? I do. No. <laughs> There's a uh, (laughs) so Disneyland Paris tweeted out a picture of that castle back in um, 2022, which was this year, back in 2020, back in March of this year. They projected the fifth anniversary castle onto the castle. Really? Yeah. That's probably a lot, a little easier to do. They they should start doing that more often. This is projecting overlays of the castle instead of making at, at Disney World right now, you can do the overlay or it's like a photo past type thing that you can do with the 25th anniversary castle oh the ai yeah the AI. yeah yeah i did see that that's pretty cool i think that's i think that's a pretty good idea you know yeah for i also the, for the people that did like it yep and i also wish they were able to do like the f- different firework shows that they've had in the past so you know like wishes and uh, that would be cool like this if so you know, for like a month, they'll do wishes. For a month, they'll do happily ever after, and kind of switch up the the the, the, the different shows. I think that it would also bring in more money because people who are like who miss ha- happily ever after, they would go see ha- happily ever after for that month. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. I, I'm sure that would happen. Yep, and it's kind of like when we talked about which one did we do? Oh, Splash Mountain. We talked about Splash Mountain last week, mm-hmm. right? And um, which park was not changing Splash Mountain, Chris? Do you remember which park it was? Was it um, one in China, China. right? One, one yeah. of them? Hong Kong, maybe? Maybe, yeah. So, like, you know, if they're not changing it, people who are really fans of the Splash Mountain, they're going to go, yeah. they're going to go, like, I want to go to Hong Kong so I can see this attraction. They're going to go this specifically for that. Um, Which, so. speaking of that, did you see what they, it just came out in the news this week. It's funny that we talked about it last week. Um, they are taking Zippity Doodah out. Of which one? Of the ride, I believe. I don't know if it was of the ride or out of the park, but they are taking it out. They're not changing the ride, but they're taking. Oh, they're, they're banning zippity doo. Okay, okay. Yeah. I did see that. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I didn't click the link because I wasn't really wasn't that interested in it. But it was either the ride or the <laughs> or the park. Well, you know what it was, man, is that some of the Disney executives were listening to our show and they're like, "Hey, we gotta take it out." <laughs> you never know. You gotta give them something. So I don't know if you guys have seen their 30th anniversary stuff. They did actually a phenomenal job with their nighttime show. They, I think, are using um, drones. I did see the drones. That's cool. So it's the number 30, but it's a hidden Mickey as well, too. Amazing logo. Which is an awesome concept with it. It's just beautiful. Very, very cool. I think Niels uh, maybe posted something about that in our Discord chat at one point, too. Oh, that is super cool. They used to do the drone stuff over here. They did it a couple of times, really? but they haven't done it lately. Yeah. So at they were um, testing it at Disney Springs. But they never did it at Disney Springs. They had like a a drone show for around Christmas time, and I went to go see it. It was really cool. They had all the drones in the sky, and they would you know move the drones around and do like pictures and stuff like that. That's really cool. And then I think that's had, the future of night shows. I think so too. And, I, and they also I'm did it for, for that. Star Wars yeah. also. Then they do like they had they have like the drones like the full ships from Star Wars and they did it for the the grand opening one time, but we haven't mm-hmm. seen it since. Yeah. 
That's JPEG. Mm. Quick fire, quick facts. Let's go. In the game Epic Mickey, the starting and finishing level named Dark Beauty Castle contains elements of the castle at Disneyland Paris. The castle faces south on purpose. This allows for optimum photos throughout the day. Inside the castle resides a stone figure of Maleficent's raven, and if photographed with the flash, the eyes seem to glow red. The tapestries inside the castle are rumored to be inspired by the tapestries displayed at Paris, Musée de Cluny. One of the stained glass windows inside the castle has a rosebud that changes into two doves. We hear this is think Le Chateau de la Belle ou Bois Dormant is an amazing castle. The way the bright pink and blue pop above the dark castle walls against the gray skies really makes the castle look like it came straight out of a movie. We all can't wait to visit this castle and see the tapestries, stained glass, and dragon for ourselves. I can't wait to visit. We're, I'm, I'm yeah. we're going to go there the one tapestry, day. Actually, What'd you say, Chris? <laughs> I'm really not that interested in the tapestry. Why not? You shouldn't have led with that. I don't know. That's just one of the last things on my list. I really want to check out that Christmas store. <laughs> <laughs> You know, there's nothing better than smelling that Disney smell. If it's walking into your favorite Disney resort or entering your favorite Disney attraction. Three Cheeky Chicks Wax Company offers an array of Disney-inspired scents in their home fragrance line, wax melts, scented candles, and room sprays. To bring your favorite Disney scents to your home, check them out at magicallyscented.com. Check us out on Weeby Geeks, a new podcast website where you can find all your favorite geeky content. Just head over to WeebyGeeksBC.com. That's WeebyGeeksBC.com. And listen to all the other awesome podcasts, as well as Diz Is. Diz Is Diz Is Review. Review. Okay, so this week we're going to start D-plus back again, and we're going to be talking about the movie Frozen, the first one. Right. So what do you guys think about the first movie, Frozen, uh, Jen? So when it came out, you know, we didn't go run and see it right away. And I remember my daughter came home. She actually went to see it with her grandma and she was like, oh, you're really going to like this movie. And then, of course, that sparked us to go see it, you know, sooner than later. And she was right. I mean, it it was such a good movie when it first came out. Mm -hmm. Okay. What about you, Chris? don't like the movie i even uh gave it a rewatch last year or so and it's just i, I don't like it i um and i don't like uh, i don't like the characters i think the characters were way better in the second movie mm -hmm. i thought the music was better in the second movie there's some good songs in the first movie but um just i don't know i i, I did not really i was not a frozen guy do you think it's because no. you don't have kids probably it probably ha definitely helps that mm -hmm. uh me not liking it but i love the second movie yeah that's and i was true older too. yeah and you know what when the first movie came out i was in high school so i wasn't really that into disney you know what i mean like i wasn't like that's not true me and emily's first date was to go see the the the, the lion king back in theaters so i can't even say that were you guys like I, both I like know. seven <laughs> yeah yeah just about um <laughs> yeah i don't know i just um i I didn't really love it, but uh, and then but that just to me that shows how good the second one was because mm -hmm. I went into the second one thinking I wouldn't like that and I loved it. So mm -hmm. I I just I don't know doesn't doesn't do any doesn't do much for me. So how about you, Nick? I really love this movie. I actually it took me a while to actually go see it. The first time I kind of actually heard about it was actually at a drag show. Mm -hmm. There's a drag queen that 
saying let it go That's and actually amazing. had the full costume change similar to the movie <laughs> and it kind of inspired me to like be like okay i need to watch this movie now and i fell in love with it i love that it's a whole sister vibe um versus kind of fighting and trying to find a different way i guess so mm-hmm. like really, really unique twist on the princess yeah, and I and I agree with you, right? Because that's one of the things I noticed was usually a lot of Disney movies. You know, it's like the the girl and the guy, the the, the guy is trying to save the girl somehow or whatever. And this is one of those movies that was like, you know, true love was like a sister love, which was really cool. Uh, but I feel kind of very similar to how Chris kind of feels about it. It wasn't not my favorite movie. I think we did we did go see this one in the movie theater, mm-hmm. um, but I definitely like Frozen two a lot better than Frozen one. I thought the story was better, like the characters better. Um, but I mean, it's, I mean, it's a class. It's iconic, man. It was like iconic, like a year after it came out. I mean, it was probably one of it's. I think it's like one of the top selling franchises that Disney franchises. Um, so I mean, I mean, if, if you don't know the song "Let It Go," like, are you living in a bubble? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> no. You're 100 percent right. And there's really in the second Frozen movie, I would say I don't think there's as big as this. Oh no, there's some big songs in the second movie. But not yeah. as big as Let It Go. Songs, not yeah. all, so the, but there's some. Into really well known. Really mm-hmm. good. Not as not as much as um, Let It Go though. But yeah, but there there is definitely some good songs in the second one. I can't wait till we go ahead and do the D plus review on the second one because that's I would say the second one is definitely up there uh, in one of my favorite Disney movies. I think. I think so too. I I don't see movies twice in theaters a lot, and that I saw it twice. You saw, saw Frozen it, Emma, two twice. I I saw it with Emily, and I told my sister, I was like, you have to see this movie." And she wasn't she wasn't <laughs> dating anyone at the time. I said, "I'll go with you to go see it, just so you can go see it in theaters because it was it was really good." And she loved it. It was really good. And you know what the funniest part was? Was I said to her, um, I kept joking. I was like, "Hey, Olaf dies in this movie," and she's like, "Stop!" And then then he goes and dies for like two seconds. It's like, are you serious? Nick, does Piper like this movie? Uh, she's very obsessed with it. We actually met Elsa on the Wish Cruise we were on a couple weeks Ooh. ago, and she just was grinning from ear to ear just that she met Elsa. So she didn't care as much for Anna when Anna mm. came over, but but yeah. She loves it, loves to dress up as, um, she has a little wig, so. Oh, cool. Awesome. Hey guys, want to hear something cool? Do you want to be part of the Goof Troop? Our Goof Troop is the best and a way to help support the show. You get access to our wonderful giveaways, Discord, which is fantastic, and you can join for only $2 a month. In our Discord chat, you can interact with the hosts and some of our great members. There are Disney-themed games in our chat, streams from the park, we have a special Spotify playlist, and overall just have a lot of fun. You also get access to our live shows, which can sometimes be a little crazy. Once again, help support the show for as low as $2 a month and join the Goof Troop. Just go to dizhiz.com and on the top, there is a link. Check us out streaming on award-winning Disney streaming site, Sorcerer Radio, on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, or catch us again at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Sorcerer Radio is an amazing 24-7 Disney radio. Just visit srsounds.com or download the Sorcerer Radio app. So we are going to do our travel update. We have Nick from Sandpiper. Now he's been in this whole episode, and we have Jen also. And I, I've uh, dabbled, dabbled in the travel stuff. Uh, I've been kind of super. My life's been a little crazy. Uh, so we're gonna get a little travel update from Nick and uh, Jen. So how you doing, Nick? Well, you obviously you've been here this whole episode. So what kind of update do you <laughs> give us? <laughs> I'm still doing good. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> thanks for thanks for letting me be on the whole episode. It's been a lot of fun with you guys. And uh, yeah, the travel industry is just coming back in full force. There's been a lot of updates in the cruise industry specifically with 
Um, the CDC kind of getting rid of the protocols in place. So a lot of the cruise lines now are allowing unvaccinated guests. Um, so basically that means anybody is welcome to sail on cruises. Um, it's not specifically Disney yet. They're a little bit slower to the pace at getting people back on the cruise ships. Um, a bit more restrictive on their COVID policies compared to Royal Caribbean and Carnival. Um, but right now they are welcoming everybody. The testing requirements are kind of changing as well too, making it a little bit easier for people. So that's good. You know, it, it shows that we're moving uh, in the right direction with this pandemic, I guess. Right? Not to me. Hopefully, you know, people are not getting seriously sick. Uh, so they're kind of um, loosening some of the restrictions, which is good. Yeah, it's like the cruises are still offering some really awesome specials right now too. Um, they're not. Some of them aren't full ships right now too, so you can go on a cruise and still be able to have a lot of space on there at 60% occupancy. Mm -hmm. A couple, we went on one in May and it was full occupancy, but it just kind of depends on the ship right now and the locations. I just got back from the dream a couple weeks ago and it didn't feel that full on there. Mm -hmm. uh, we had castaway key pretty much to ourselves. It felt like. Okay. Any other updates? Uh, actually, we did just get signed up to book uh, Disneyland Paris. If you are interested in booking Disneyland oh, Paris, cool. um, I actually had a client go a couple of years ago who's now one of my agents. So he's very familiar with all the Disney parks. He's been to all of them for his job as well, too. So, And there's some nice, really nice hotels to say um, they have Disney hotels near Disneyland Paris that you can stay at, too. They there's do, several. Yeah. The interesting thing about the Disneyland Paris hotels is there's only one, I believe, that has air condition. What? The other ones. What? Yeah. Just it's that European thing where they don't have air condition. Uh, might be a thing with ice cubes as well, too. I know a lot of places don't use ice cubes. So. Wow. Don't they use ice yeah. cubes? We're just so accustomed here to having everything really cold. I've learned that from working in the alcohol industry, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Beer, room temperature beer, yeah. not uncommon at all. It's kind of interesting, huh? Yeah, I hmm. think they have a Marvel-specific hotel, if I'm not wrong. They do. Hotel New York. Uh, yeah. Hotel New York is um, has, is Marvel-themed, so that's kind of something that's new and unique and exciting only to, um, you know, regionally. Um, so for anybody that is a Marvel fan, I'm kind of surprised, Nick, that you and Sean haven't hightailed it over there yet. It's, it's, on, on, it's on our radar. <laughs> <laughs> that's on um, our radar. And the prices really aren't bad for Americans to go to Disneyland Paris. It's just the flight that costs a lot. And hopefully I did, I have read some things about, you know, trends as far as international airfare goes. And it seems like the, the goal is that there's like this downward trend in pricing and hopefully we'll kind of get things back down to um, some pre-pandemic pricing for flights, especially international. And so that in conjunction with, you know, different countries really kind of loosening up their um, requirements for entry, you know, that can make for some probably pretty decent deals as far as international travel goes. So we'll be keeping our eyes on all that for sure. Yeah, go out there and book some trips, you know, go out there and have fun with your family, have fun by yourself. And, uh, you know, th things have been hard the last couple of years. Go have fun. Yeah, life is way too short. Get out there and travel, experience the world, and don't hold anything back. You can't take money with you, so mm -hmm. might as well spend it now, even if you don't have it. <laughs> that's my that's the motto of my life, now. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm Joe from the Diz His. 
And I'm Nick from Sandpiper Vacations. We will be teaming up to give one of the best travel experiences ever. I am a travel agent with Sandpiper Vacations. We are able to book any vacation destination around the world, including Disney, cruises, and all-inclusive resorts. We have been working here at the Diz His to become travel agents. And with our knowledge of the parks, we want to plan the best Disney trip for you. Using us as a travel agent, we are updated on the latest and greatest information about all of the destinations. We can help save you time, stress, and sometimes some money. Using our services costs you absolutely nothing. It is completely free to you, and we are happy to assist you with giving you more value for your trip. So if you're looking to book your next Disney trip, go to DizHiz.com. Check out DizHiz Destinations on the very top. Jen, what did you do in the world of Disney? I have a lot. Oh, awesome. What'd you do? Uh, so um, we, I got to go over, stayed at Saratoga this weekend. Oh, how um, was that? Sar- uh, <laughs> uh, not my favorite. So. Why? Did you, go, did you go to the big pool? No, because our room wasn't ready until after four, which okay. I know it's not supposed to be. Um, but they also had given us um, a, they gave us a handicap accessible room, which we were kind of like confused that maybe that was an accident. And so talked to them guest relations before we got our room and said, Hey, you know, there's probably somebody else who needs this. We definitely don't and would prefer not to have one just so that it's available in case somebody does. And they, you know, said, sure, no problem. And they, said they changed it in there definitely didn't because we walked into a accessible room which okay fine um but you know they're a little a little more confusing to kind of navigate around Mm -hmm. like i had called for a hair dryer because there's no drawers in those um you know because they need to be accessible to wheelchairs couldn't find a blow dryer called for one waiting 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 um finally they brought it up maybe three hours later but in the meantime found it in the kitchen which that's kind of so you know you you have to heat up your food you know just get a little (laughs) blow dryer so um but and the door the door was a huge issue because it only when it opened um just because it needed to stay open you know for wheelchairs it would sit open for which door? Uh, Are you talking about your front the, door? The to door come to in? the room. Oh, really? So it had one of the buttons, you know, where you push it and it would pop open, but you didn't have to use that. But as soon as you open the door, it very slowly swings open, stays open for a good 45 seconds to a minute, and then very slowly closes. Oh, so wow. when you're going to leave and you can't pull it, like we were trying to pull yeah. it quicker and can't. So you're just kind of sitting there, like tapping your foot, waiting to oh, you know for your door to close so for a whole 45 um, seconds huh <laughs> so, listen i'm a person she has places I, to be i am task oriented let's go i know you are so um did that had the opportunity to attend one of the um as a guest one of the cast celebration um parties over at hollywood studios um Mm -hmm. so that was kind of exciting to go and kind of see that pretty cool got to ride uh rise which i hadn't been on in a while so that was kind of neat um did some shopping oh my favorite what'd you get (gasps) ready i don't know if you can see it i got oh jen that was that's i I have something to say about that sold out online 
So what is it? We we and went I did over. Not get my call. Is that the thing from Back to the Future? The cast. The um, yes, the it's the clock tower. Is the clock no, tower? Oh my gosh! No, it's not. They the sell clock that. Tower. Oh, what is it? It's the haunted. The haunted mansion. Oh, it's a good thing. I mean, you have to explain it. I mean, we're on a we're doing an audio podcast. It's that's pretty. It doesn't even look like the haunted mansion. It's the one from California. Oh, okay, okay, that's why. Okay. So it's got a couple of scenes oh, in the that's back. Awesome. I haven't so, seen it put together yet. Yeah. So what happened was we went over. We went to Springs since we were staying at Saratoga. Went over to Lego store and they said it sold out. But they said, "Hey, wait a minute. I think that they had some at World of Disney." So we popped over there real quick and there was a handful of them left. So we grabbed one and nice. put it together. And my husband's so funny. Cause you know, you guys, the, anybody that knows him knows he's the Lego person. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like trying to help a toddler and having to hold your hands <laughs> back and not help as he's sitting there and he's watching me take my time, putting this together, finding pieces. Like he's like having to physically hold himself back from like jumping <laughs> in and taking over. So, but it's done. I'm just and mad it's that cute. I didn't get a call that you found it because we cannot find down. it. That's kind of messed up. I will. I will promise you this. Um, I will text you next time we're out there, and if I see it, I will grab it for sure. But um, yeah. So did that, and then we are getting. My family is getting ready to pop on the wish. Yeah, this weekend. That's gonna yeah, be fun. This weekend, and so, we'll be watching your house. Exciting. Yes, Joe's house sitting for us, dog sitting. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a good time. Yes. So we um we had to shuffle some stuff around and then that kind of made us pull the trigger and jump on the wish a little sooner. So we're excited. Very excited. Okay, Chris, how about you, man? What'd you do in the world of Disney? Started off my week by watching She Hole. How was episode. it, man? I still haven't watched it. I loved Ooh, it. It was so I, good. It's yeah. good. Yeah, it was so it's such a fun show. Um I love the acting. I love how they're doing it. Like apparently in the comic, She-Hulk, uh, uh, what, what do you call it? Like breaks that fourth wall a lot, mm -hmm. talking to people, like talking to the reader. And she does that during the show. Kind of um, Ferris Bueller? Uh, yes. Okay, yes. Cool, cool. Uh, yeah, so I really enjoyed that a lot. And I was waiting for that for a very long time. Or I was really excited for that show. And uh, it delivered for me anyway. Um, the second thing I was going to bring up was the uh, what Jen just showed us was the Haunted Mansion Lego uh figure did you get a lego thing well well not yet so i i uh, looked online it sold out i called we have a local lego store here in cherry hill at the mall and i called them yesterday and they told me to call back today because it was sold out so i called back today and they're getting 20 in tomorrow so oh, wow. so nick if you need one I can, yeah message me he's, and, he's uh, been stalking our like we have a lego store and the lego land here too He'll okay charge you yeah double. so let's charge you double yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. So just let me know. I can pick one up for you because I'm picking one up myself. I have a doctor's appointment tomorrow morning. And after that, I'm going right to the Lego store because uh, they said they will have them in stock, which I'm really excited about because they're the perfect size. I love what they did with the uh, 50th anniversary castle. I'm sitting on a um, I'm sitting on a, a uh, Cinderella castle in my storage unit. The the real big one. I, I bought it and I'm sitting on it, sitting on it, sitting on it. I told Emily that it was uh, an investment, but really it's just until we get a house because <laughs> I want to build that thing <laughs> so bad. That's cool. <laughs> so I can't build that. I have no room for it. But the little one was was really fun to build. Yeah. didn't take long. And I hope they keep putting out the um, 
like these park icons because I will yeah. keep buying them yeah. and, you know, it, I'll fill my whole little apartment with these things. Yeah. And, you know, it's a lot easier to go ahead and kind of store and keep those displayed to smaller yes. ones than the big ones. Right. Yeah. Because I can put that right on my desk. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, and enjoy it. So. So I'm really excited to get that. But I think I am going to hold off on building that until like uh, at least September when we start watching like Halloween movies or something. I put on like mm-hmm. Muppets Haunted Mansion or something and you know, make a whole night out of it. Awesome. So, Anything excited else? for that. Anything else, Chris? Uh, no, that's it. Okay. How about you, Nick? What did you do, what did, you do in the world of Disney? Um, I watched the Little Mermaid series probably 40 times with my daughter because that's <laughs> all she ever wants uh-huh. to watch anymore. Um, so having a four-year-old, that's all we get is basically the same thing on repeat over and over. Uh, I just got back from the Disney Dream about two weeks ago. Um, got to experience that sailing out of Miami right now. Mm-hmm. Um, How was that? I think, was on, sailing. I think you were on talking about it, actually. Maybe Did you talked about, about the wish. I don't, I don't know. No, you know. were. It was before the last <laughs> update we had from Nick was he was in the hotel with the flamingo yeah, wallpaper yeah, yeah. before oh, yeah, yeah. he went. I've been on a lot of cruises this year. They're all blending together. Um, but I guess uh, looking into the future of Disney, um, don't know when I'll be on next, but I'm actually headed on the Wish in three weeks, going um, back-to-back sailing September 12th and 16th. Wow. Um, before that, we we're going to do Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, which we are super stoked about. That is back this year. Yeah, we're going to hang out when you come down or what? Yeah. Jim, we have to head out there. We'll put you on the Skyliner again. Okay, I'm fine <laughs> with that. <laughs> We have to put you on Splash Mountain because you didn't ride Splash Mountain. I was listening last week. Yeah, maybe we can um, ride that for sure. Splash Mountain. That sounds like a good idea. We can we record a whole, a whole tour of you we can and have, the rides that you don't want to do. Yeah, and we can have Piper just make fun of me the whole time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is that we didn't have Piper make fun of you. She just kind of took advantage of that situation <laughs> yeah. all on her own. She did, yeah. But I'm sure she will uh, when I'm going on Splash Mountain, too. So next week, episode 170, we are going to be doing the history on Emperor's New Groove. So, uh, I mean, I, I think that I, I saw that movie a long time ago. What do you guys think of that of that movie quickly? You, you guys like it or not? It. You gonna rewatch, rewatch it? it. Okay, how about and you? Hugely yeah. underrated movie. How about for you, sure. Nick? It's not for me. I can't get into it. Okay, well, maybe you should rewatch it's, it. And when's when's uh, when's the last time you watched yeah. it? I watched it in passing, I think, on a Disney cruise. And okay, maybe you should right. watch it again, Nick, and maybe you know, totally re- change your life. It, it might. I. Yeah. It didn't make me cry like Coco. I need oh. something to make me like emotional. That's a tough one. So that's the his on La Chateau de la Belle ou Bois Dormant. I'm Joe. I'm Jen. I'm Chris. And I'm Nick. Thanks for listening and have a magical week. Please follow us on all social media by searching DizHis65. Share us and subscribe to our podcast to get the latest show when it is available. If you want to help us out, get tips, get your memories shared on the podcast, see pictures and videos of what we are up to at the parks, join our goof troop on Patreon.com and search for DizHis. Hey.